And we are also live here on the KRA Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Chris with a K. We are here with After the Calm, an amazing local band here from Arizona. I, I'm not even going to say local band because I'm going to say that they are just an amazing band. Oh, I'm super stop. pumped to have these guys on and to talk and vibe and learn more about your music, about you guys and what you have going on. Um, so thanks for tuning in. If you're on Facebook, here Facebook Live. And uh, for all you people out there on uh, on the YouTubes and the internets, so welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I know that as far as being on a live show or just being on uh, like a podcast or media, like what does that feel like as a band? Like, is it weird? Like, have you done a lot of press? Well, we, we've done... Let's I think see. it's weird. We've, I do a podcast. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we've ever done uh, live interviews. Uh-huh. Well, no, we did, the, we did the radio show. Yeah, I think it varies just depending on what we're trying to do. Like, I mean, live, it's on the fly, but when it becomes a show, obviously for that, it's practice makes perfect. So what, what, What's right. funny, though, is like when it comes to like interviews or anything, like the more like on the fly, kind of just like talking off of our heads kind of stuff, we're way better with than like having to like script out something and like right read it. when we when we do our videos where we have to like you know um at least know what we're going to say we trip over and it's like take four take five right and i feel like it's more natural too it's like jamming almost yeah you know it's mm-hmm. like if you've got like somewhat of an idea of like all right we're gonna kind of talk about this and like blah 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 or like hey like here's a song structure instead of like freaking out over a specific like memorized cover or whatever like the first time you run through it I don't know, we, we, we we give ourselves i think 30 minutes and if we're still on the same part we move on <laughs> Not, we don't shelve it or anything but we're just like alright we're wasting time Yeah, right on well um, if you're not familiar with After the Calm you absolutely should be um, they have an amazing following and their music is really sick um, I would say it's in the vein of like Data Remember Four Years Strong um, Little Blink in there just like alternative Little Pop Punk Metal all great, pretty accurate all great. All okay. the above. All the above. I, I, I won't. I won't disagree. I feel like we get rise against a lot with uh, the yeah, most recent got... single stuck on repeat. It's got... I like that a lot. Yeah. That's the most recent single, right? Yep. Yeah. We we we've gotten to the point to where we don't. We're we're done kind of trying to like say what we are. Uh, more can just like right. we're we're more interested to hear what other people tell us. Every time that we we get new fans and they're like they're like um, you guys you know who you guys totally sound like and then I'll get like sound about oh who who. And like it's all right. if it's somebody new that we've never heard before, then I'll like run back to one of the guys and say, "Hey, they said we sounded like these guys." <laughs> but if it's good, then we're like, "Yeah." You're like, "I got Ariana Grande." Yeah, <laughs> porcelain. <laughs> so we got a, we got a couple people watching. We got Albert, Hey-o. Cynthia, Garrett, and Chad. Hey guys, what up, y'all? You're tuning into the K Red Radio podcast here with your homies, and you're with the hosts, Chris with a K. Um, I wanted to know, um, you know, obviously you guys are about to go on tour. Yes. Right? And we just went on a tour as well, and the amount of prep that goes into it, and the amount of like, oh shit, yeah. we got to do this, that, the other, you know, yeah. what's your life final checklist as far as with like leading up to the day of like, what are you guys kind of collecting, we, getting ready for tour? We have... No clue, but at the same time, we we're we're pretty. I think we're pretty. We're getting close to the end, where we think we're set 
yeah obviously obviously the goal is to be as prepped as possible so yeah. you think about what am i going to need part of me thinks i'm going to over prep to be honest but right given this is the first time there's going to be a lot of learning curves it's going to be oh we didn't bring this or oh why did i bring this right <laughs> a lot of that right I, I think it's i think it's um not that we've ever been lazy or not worked this hard before but i think it's the hardest that we've collectively all together as a band is like everybody is doing something right and it's just uh, it's it's stressful but like at the same time we're so amped and excited uh, you can feel it like i can tell like i can feel it and like from your perspective too um you know because this is like your baby right like can you walk me through how the band formed a little bit as far as just backstory just for those that aren't as familiar with your guys' music and kind of like origin story just briefly. Yeah, um, it's been, I think, almost five years now. We met Memorial Day of 2014, so yeah, going on five years. But You guys met. True. There's yeah, like a, there's, there's like two kind of... It started out with me and another person that I work with, and we kind of just got together on Memorial Day. It's funny because David and Hanky, who are in the band with us, also joined us that day. And just later down the road, actually ended up joining the band. So technically, we we're all kind of together. But Logan came a little bit later down the road, found him on Craigslist, which is Craigslist always a fun story to share. Oh, men seeking. I mean, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Classified. No, classified. no. You know, you know. Actually, for the longest <laughs> time, like but it was men seeking a man. We were looking for no. Like a gig. Well, well <laughs> not that I, I, I remember that. for like the longest time I was looking on Craigslist and like having so many like just bad uh shots with everybody and like then i i was getting to the point where i was like you know what i'm done i'm i'm just i'm just gonna get my day job and just have it be have it be what it is but then i was like you know what i'll make one more post and then i realized i wasn't posting in like the musicians page i was in like <laughs> i was in like the the services like providing a service or oh, or, or something Which like that so, so everybody's there were probably people there looking for like Construction workers and stuff, and I'm like, something. hey, soon you're looking for a pop band. <laughs> no, and I feel like, especially in Arizona too, like there's a super prevalent metal scene, and I feel like most of the time they're like, oh, you want to join a band, dude? And it's like metal, and so, like, not that there's anything wrong with metal at all, but if you're looking for more of an alternative scene, I feel like it can be harder to find a home when you're just starting out. So, yeah. Well, I think there's a, and I mean, not to crap on any of the huge or mainstream bands, but there's a difference from, like, the alternative and then, like, the KUPD, like, butt rock, I think. But that's, like, to, uh, and uh, I don't think a lot of it's bad, but it's, like, a lot of the, it's almost kind of like the pop music of, of rock, which I feel like what you're talking about, that good alternative uh, music that you find, it's rare to find, especially in the Valley. But I've, I, we've met some pretty good bands that just, they're not super heavy, but they're not like fast punk, but they play alternative rock and uh, they play it good. That's a jam, man. That's, a, that's why I like you guys so much. I feel like you guys have that happy medium of like, hey, this is nostalgia, but it's also fresh and just sounds really good. Like your guys' recordings came out really good, really Thank tight. We, we, um, we had some really good people working with us. Yeah, if we're going to release something, we want to make sure to go all in, not... I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to say it, but we don't want to not give it our all because it's if you're gonna release something, it's quality. It's make sure it's as good as it can be. Yeah. You're only releasing it once, so. <laughs> right. It's your name behind it too. Exactly. It's like, that's the key. Like I feel like it's easy to get caught up in. Oh, we need to do this marketing. Or we need to do that thing. Or we need to do this, and you do. But 
first is the music and the songwriting. Yep. Yeah. Always. And it always comes down to that. And it's really like apparent when you can tell which bands focus on what. But I think that you guys found a really good mix. And it's really cool to see you guys have grow into where you are after five years. It's really cool. That, yeah, thank you. Well and we and our our like influences range so much. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier, just each of us have different styles of music. Where like and our ages range. I mean I'm the youngest at uh, I just turned twenty four last Friday. And then uh, Hanky is the oldest at thirty four. Hanky. Yeah. So which he's he's watching right now. Hanky on here? What up Hanky? He's watching right now. He's probably thinking, man, I just got out of doing a bunch of interview questions. He's like, why you got to throw me under the bus? Say my, <laughs> say my age. Like, we're like nine minutes into this thing. Are we throwing <laughs> under the bus? What's up? But, yeah, we, I don't know. We, uh, we got to a point to where we were just like, there's no rules to say, like, what you can and can't write. Like, right. obviously, like, to grasp a hard fan base, like, you don't want to be too... Uh, jump in the script, you know, as far as genres. Right, you want to you want to just cut to melodic jazz. Right. <laughs> hey, we so, should try it. So, so, but <laughs> you know, song. we we like sitting on that fence line of like the heavier stuff and then like the more like catchier stuff, and it's it's worked out for us. In the beginning, it was hard because we'd come to like a metal show and they'd be like, "Oh, you guys are too poppy for us." And so, like, all right, well, let's go play like right. a punk show. And then they'd be like, "Oh, you guys are screaming too much. Too too. You guys are too heavy." And we're like, ah, oh, like, where do we fit in? But now, now that we have so much more music, music to like choose from as far as our set list, we can go play like a full metal show, and then we can like next week go play like a punk show or an alternative show. That's sick. It's nice having options. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like that's part of the journey. Like, as being someone that doesn't just like you're not just, hey, we're a hardcore screamo band, and that's what we're gonna do. Or like, hey, we're country, and we're only gonna play country stuff. Like. When you put yourself in a box like that, it's almost like you can find a home faster, and it's probably faster to pick up a bass, you know, when you're first, like, yeah. you're bass fans. But when you go the alternative route, it's like a rite of passage. Like, you're almost not supposed to find your home for a while because you kind of need to cultivate it on your own. Yeah. Or, like, latch on to other people that are like, we don't know where we belong. And then all of a sudden, you're just found. We, we, you know? we've, had, we've had, like, multiple times where we thought that we've, found our sound like I think I think it's just been slowly solidifying kind of what we slowly solidifying our sound but yeah I mean in the beginning you know you look at our our writing from you know our EP when we put out that came out in October of 2016 2016 so I mean and you look at that and then you look at the the three singles that we put out at the end of last year and I think I think the biggest thing that you see is just we're we're stronger with our writing our song structures and yeah we're trying to focus a lot more on being cohesive with sound so the structure is the biggest thing I think we struggled with in the beginning mm-hmm. when writing music at least there's just it's just breaking down the song and making sure it flows well you're trying to take a listener on a journey but you don't want to you know bring them up and then just drop them while they're way up there yeah you, know? you got to right. think about how is it going to be perceived. On top of what's the message we're trying to send across, like yeah. there's so many elements. Right, that's that's. I think that's key too. But before, let's talk about message real quick. But I want to take a pause for a second on the audio. Point though, as far as like with structure, and it's almost like yeah, once you've got your writing process, 
and you're like, okay, this is one album, this is EP, this is what this project is, you look back and you're like, how can we make this better? Right. And it sounds like that's what you guys did, and it came down to the songwriting technique and the structure, and then you started thinking about things like message. Yep. And that's a huge part of what this podcast is about. It's all about messages and like, what's your rad message? Like, what are you guys trying to pump out there into the world? You know, that's your own and to to spread because you do have a platform. And so, you know, could you guys speak on that maybe a little bit? You want to take it away? Sure. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Uh, we've never like. We've never tried to say. You know, we are this band, or we, you know, uh, this is our this is our goal as a band to put this message across. I think uh, uh, one thing that we've always tried to put out there for ourselves, just as a band as a whole, is we're just five guys, five best friends from the valley that just love playing music together, love playing live music to crowds, and I mean, we're we're goofy. I mean, we all like playing video games, and, you know, we all love Rick and Morty, but at the same time, you know, we're all very different, you know, like I said, with our ages, you know, uh, but I think, I think at the end of the day, we, we really just want to show people that you really can do anything that you want to do, showing us as an example, and just, it's more of just like, our, our songs are kind of a in-the-moment feeling of where we are, you know, um, all of our songs, uh, a lot of them really, uh, in the earlier stages, were like lyrically. I were all like moments in my life, or I think events in my life that either made me who I am today, or had an impact on my life, and either how that changed me, or how I can flip the script and at least relate it to the listener, and then they can somehow take that and put it into their own life. Right. I think at the end of the day, we just want to have fun, but also be taken seriously. So it's a matter of try to do as much as we can to put ourselves out there, but also be seen having fun while we're doing it. So, yeah. I mean, we're 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 the hardest working little kids <laughs> that you'll meet. <laughs> as a personal I goal, I would love to just go out, see the road, and just explore new cities, yeah. taking our music out there. Even if we can just inspire one person, just make a difference in their life, that would be enough. Right? Like, don't you remember? Do you remember your guys' first shows? Oh, yep. no. I do. Oh, Lord. We struck a chord. You go first. Uh, well, I've only really been in two bands, so, I mean... Oh, we're talking our first show that we've been to or played? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's do both. Let's okay. do both. What's okay. your very first show that you ever went to, like, as a kid, and you were like, that, one's that was awesome. Or, you know what? Let's take it back. What was the moment when... Did you have a moment when you were at a show... Because this is what happened to me. Like, I was at, um, I went to a Foo Fighters show. It's my first one ever. Nice. And uh, when Dave Grohl came out and he just, like, walked across the stage and was playing his guitar, and he was like, how the fuck are you, Portland? Blah. And just did his thing. And I was just, holy shit, I didn't know someone could be this cool. He's awesome. And this is his job. Right. What? Suddenly you're filled with inspiration. Yeah. Next exactly. thing you know, you're here. There yep. was there was never <laughs> trying to do it. Weirdly enough, there was never that moment for me. And and I don't want to sound like corny, but like I kind of just always knew that music had to be some part of my life. I mean, I can remember as early as like the first grade, like just walking through school, like singing in my head and and stuff. And I I, I, I it wasn't till like I knew I wanted to do music. But I don't think it was till like 
maybe like the end of junior high, like coming into high school when I was like started discovering the bands and the scenes and stuff. And then I saw like these bands playing these shows with these crowds that I've never seen in my life. They're they're moshing and crowd surfing and just diving off the stage and everybody's singing all the words and I was like I looked at that and I looked at like all the pop stuff which I love pop I love pop music I love jazz I love all types of music but like right. I, and you go to those shows and it's a filled out stadium everybody's sitting down mm-hmm. you know and you're you're 30 feet away from the stage if you're at the front row so I just saw these shows and I was like this is just like this energy I, I, I and it got to the point where I was like I need to I need to experience it Right. So that was my second show because real quick flashback. My first show, ever, my mom took me and my little brother to the Jabba.com Arena and we saw the High School Musical live concert. <laughs> Zach Efron nice. wasn't there though. He he was he was shooting a hairspray with John Travolta, so they had Drew Seeley. But yeah, but my second show ever, <laughs> my second show ever was Warped Tour. So, so I kind yeah. of redeemed myself. That's a good. And, and that's that good was reason. that was when I I had already been into like bands and stuff by that point. I was already in love with like a data member and everything. And I think though, like when I first went there, I think the first band I saw the day was Mice and Men. Hmm. And uh, love them. It was it, I was so timid and like at the back of the crowd. And then I remember just like towards the end of the day, like. By the end of the day, I was on a wall of death at asking how I was going to do that. At my first, <laughs> at my first ever like alternative scene kind of uh, festival at all, and that was just like that. Had, it was like, oh, I love this scene. But then, like as I started seeing more shows, I started just seeing the energy that these vocalists were just exuding off of them off right. to, uh, to the crowd, and I was just like, I want that. I want. Right. I, I don't. I, I I think it's just like when I get up on stage, like. I love the idea that, like, for those 25, 30 minutes, like, I own this stage, like, almost in a way, like, I can do and say whatever I want to a standard, but, uh, and nobody can do anything, you know, it's my time, and and it's cool that, like, I can use that time positively by just putting on the best show that I possibly can and having people enjoy themselves, so, that's awesome, and then I think the first show I ever played was with a band in high school, I think I played at the underground, and we played the underground way too many times. Shout but, out to the now. Yeah, yeah, shout out to now because that was that was my last show ever with that band. And my first show ever with this band was the Nile. <laughs> so I was right, like, I never kind of stopped as far as like going up. You know, right. I just paused for four years and then came right back at it. Yeah, like, right, here we go. Here we, <laughs> go. Uh, we got a, we got a lot of people watching now. I see Hello. Hey guys. Um, I see loves you. It's kind of hard to read the comments from here, but um, I can do a read through if you'd like. Uh, we got, we got. I'm seeing just a lot of people. I'm seeing old bosses. I'm seeing mother. We got Nick Cannon on here. Wait, no, it's Nick Sento. Just kidding. But uh, but hello, see. hello everybody watching on the live. You guys rock. Keep it up from Josh, Kim McGill, my daughters, wonderful hubby Logan. We are so proud of all of you. Aww. Yeah, that's awesome. That's nice. What was so? Awesome. What was your first show then? Uh. First show is Backstreet Boys. We talked about nice. this. Remember? It yeah, was at a, what's currently auction. I remember being in the like the lawn, so I remember like just how packed it was. Yeah, I was like super young. Show, right? Oh yeah, I was like mimicking, you know. Yeah. On cue. But 
when it when I think about like first inspiration show, it's Warped Tour. It's the same venue yeah. too, awesome. same place. I can't even remember what year it was. No, but well, mine was a Cricket Pavilion. Well, it's Auction, Auction. Yeah, it's sure. all this. It's, it's the best. The, the, I will I will put this on the record right now live. I'm sorry. The best ever Arizona Warped Tour venue was Quail Run Park. Quail Run Park. It was nothing but grass, soft, nice grass. The last year they had it at. Uh, I think it was Fear Farm? Where Fear Farm was, and they had it no, on no. hot black asphalt. No, that was, it was uh, Ock Chin. Yeah, it was Ock Chin, and they, had it, out, they had it out on the pavement. And that was, even though it was the last warp tour, it was bittersweet that we had to be out on the It's rough. It is but rough. But nothing will ever beat Quail Run Park. That was the best venue for warp tour. It was all grass forever. Yeah, and now it's it's done? Did you say it was like... 20 it's years, 15 the, years. The, the tour itself is yeah, done. The, the event cross is still country. going. I think it'll still be a thing. But just like an, like an annual event of like one or two dates. I mean, we're already seeing the right. void be filled in with yeah, other I mean, festivals. I mean, uh, Dana Remember's been doing it, you know, with self-help. And uh, uh, Dance Gavin Dance, one of my favorite bands, um, they, they did Swan Fest uh, a couple weeks ago. And so, I mean, I think you're seeing all these... You're, you're starting to see a lot of bands realize that they can do these things not only by themselves, you know, especially with Data Remember. They're so big, they don't need a label, you know. They can, right. they can do a lot of stuff. And so, but I think they're also seeing that stuff like Warp Tour is not lasting forever, you know. It's not mm-hmm. going to be there forever. So they're getting to a point to where now we can inspire the new generation of festivals and shows and stuff. Right. And I think that helps to give hope because... Um, it's easy to get disheartened um, when you're not, you know, following the trend of what's hot. Like if you're doing doom rap or if you're doing like your DJ, you know, making trap and, you know, doing things. You know there's an underground city in Seattle? Yeah, there yeah. is. Like, like, like yeah. I, I, I still can't really comprehend it because like, they're telling me there's like, like the road is built over this city and I can't my question is do you want to play magic I wish I could play magic right oh now. ooh, that reminds me that reminds me all right maybe we could touch back on this real quick Maryland. magic brought it up so um, the whole concept of a magician never reveals his tricks right I feel like that applies to when you're writing a song and it's like open for interpretation and you choose to not explain your lyrics like how do you guys yeah. feel about bands that do that or like refuse to explain their lyrics if you can't tell i'm obsessed with avenge sevenfold but they said that in one of the their interviews they were talking about how like they their songs are so open for interpretation that they don't want to go out of their way to say exactly what they wrote because they don't want to take away that element from the fan like the whole allowing you to interpret your ways there's something special about that so i mean a lot of songs are very straightforward with their message but Avenged Sevenfold they have a lot of like all over the place they're like what are they talking about like they use a lot of biblical references and I don't know it's just cool it's cool seeing a band to say hey we don't want to give away all of our secrets we'll let you figure it out right right I think that's a cool ethos to have I feel like you guys get that too which is cool yeah I I, I, I generally like usually tend to write from like a first person perspective and then, like, it's either, like, David or I'll sit down with Cody and we'll actually go over and it helps because he's able to see it from, like, an outside view and be able to say, you know, like, okay, well, what are you trying to say right here? And then I can explain him, oh, I mean yeah. this. And he's like, okay, well, 
Sometimes it's a matter of just switching around words so that the message makes sense. It's like, how are they going to interpret it? That's a lot of what we do. Sometimes sometimes a song can make or break. Like, sure, like, if you have, like, a very personal thing in your life or an event or something you can write about, but if you make it so personal where nobody can relate to, then, like, there's not really any substance there. Whereas, like, when you kind of open it a little bit more, you know, um, instead of making it a song about your, your third cousin... Screwing you over, you know. Right. You you make it a song. Damn it, Becky. <laughs> yeah, you just make it about you know a song about somebody who you thought you trusted turning your back on you, and then that right there is just way broader, right. you know. Well, because I think that comes down to like ultimately that what you were talking about with like the energy of like the, the bands that you saw when you're in the crowd and like the energy that they're giving off, and then the energy that the vocalist is getting. Like you guys are feeding each other. There's like a an energy oh, yeah. exchange there. Mm-hmm. And, the, like, and the crowd, for sure. Right. And I feel like the music has to capture, you know, that essence through the way that it connects with the fans and the way that it connects with your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a really hard part. That's a, one of the really hard parts about writing a really good song. Writing genuine. A genu- yeah, to be genuine and for, you know, because I feel like we all have these emotions and these thoughts and... Like what's that song by Neck Deep where it's like there are a million other people just like you? Oh, Gold Steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And uh, it's so true. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important to have bands that go out and and follow their truth because what you think, you know, and what you're putting out there, you know, if you message it in the right way, if you package it in the right way, it can connect with so many people, which is so powerful. I've always I've always looked at like that kind of music like true genuine like real music from the heart um it's almost like like i've always described it as uh uh an emotion or a moment in time captured within whatever however long the song is captured in that three minutes or whatever and it's you trying to share an experience yeah share this share this feeling with somebody else through song and I think it's it's like the coolest thing ever when you can actually get through to even it like he said even if it's just the one person mm-hmm. in that crowd as long as you're able to connect with them there is some sort of an energy like you said if you get a crowd who's really vibing with you I mean it just it can literally make your show ten times better like make you guys play better you know and it's it's crazy uh, I just the crowd I feel like definitely is a huge involvement as far as like our, our energy and our adrenaline during our sets. Right. We feed off of it. So, if you're out there and you see these guys coming to your city, come out. And if you come out to see them, which is awesome, don't just sit in the back. Ah! Get crazy. Come up to the front. Enjoy it. Take videos and just vibe and connect. You know, put yourself out there. Yeah, if you like moshing, if you like crowd surfing, even just painting your head and throwing your hands up. We got, we got songs for everybody. Yeah, it's crazy when I think about the writing process, like our recent music, we've just been thinking about what do we want to do with like this song. Like Captive, for instance, it's a bit of a heavier song, but when we were starting, we started with the music itself, and we were thinking, how do we get the crowd, like really, like how can we create like a crazy mosh pit? Yeah. And so it kind of went in towards a metal direction, and then eventually you started writing lyrics, and we formed what the message is going to be, but then you start playing that song after it's released, people learn the song, and next thing you know, there's your mosh pit. Fun, and it's so cool being on stage and seeing it come, come fun, alive. Fun, fun fact for anybody. Uh, a good amount of the lyrics on Captive were written by this guy right here. 
Well, Ooh, writer cred. Jack. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I didn't go out of my way to write them. I've just said those lines. And I, I think I think you, them, yeah, so. I think you showed it to me, and I was like, oh, this totally fits the message of what I'm trying to put into the song. And I think like the whole first verse, and maybe even the second verse, minus the acidic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then like think about porcelain like that's the opposite end of the spectrum it's a lot yeah. more uh, upbeat and I don't know I don't know the best way to describe porcelain but that's a song where we wrote it thinking let's write a chorus that's catchy and let's write something that we can hear them singing and now it's like yeah David David challenged me hard for that he was like <laughs> he was like I won't you know we won't continue this song until you give me a chorus that I'm happy with and, and we were that's we were, awesome we were grinding hard hard and and I, I finally, I, I was like, played him, I sang him the line for, for the chorus for Porcelain, and he's like, that's it. That's the one. Uh, and, 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 and what's really cool is that we did all three of the songs, you know, one's super heavy, one's more of a traditional kind of punk style that we've always been, and then Porcelain, which is kind of different as far as like more of a mellower kind of alternative sound. And we don't really know how to describe it, but we did them all to market to three different crowds and they they did so in, in a really cool way and I think it was like it's the show you know we do have a song for everybody yeah versatility yeah it's exactly. good to show that we have a wide spectrum but we also just wanted to see who catered to what it was just cool little experiment right. for I, us. I was I was mostly nervous for porcelain to come out because I think yeah but now it's one of the best yeah <laughs> I mean people love it I had I had friends and stuff like sending me like snapchats and then singing to the chorus and I think uh, I think Porcelain was one of the first songs that we've recently actually heard the crowd sing that's what I'm saying like I think we released it and like that weekend we played the show with Waking Things and it was like two days people had to learn the song but I believe that was the first time I completely heard the crowd yeah. singing over you yeah. which is phenomenal from the drums like to be wow. behind all the music and hearing it I'm just like this is really happening. And that's, that's <laughs> that right there. That's that feeling I was talking about. Like, like seeing like Story So Far, like when you go to a Story So Far concert, 95% of the crowd is singing every single word. Yeah, like, like, I believe it. And, and, and they're all just on, sing. So when I saw that, I was like, man, I want at least one person to be singing uh, all the lyrics, <laughs> not even half the lyrics. Just making that connection. Yeah, because yeah. That, that's when you're able to look and be like, not only did they take the time to learn the lyrics and actually read them but it actually means something to them you know right that one dude who sang Greenway at the marquee yeah probably should have taken a little bit more time to learn the lyrics well he, all, he, all, he also <laughs> and probably had a little less alcohol a little less <laughs> he was really cool though because he had, like he was like a new fan he was like I heard you guys like two weeks ago and I instantly fell in love like went online and looked all your music and so like that's so cool to like know and he was introduced by somebody else you know a friend of his and so, like, just to be able to, like, see somebody, like, just so quickly, like, hop on to us, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool to see our music get a fan to bring on another fan. Yeah. yeah. Organic is the best way, too. So. Fuller Endorse ATC here on the Kira Radio Podcast. Um, I wanted to know... Um, with your guys's upcoming shows, um, with the tour that's coming up, what show do you think you're most excited going into it, and what show do you think could be the sleeper? Oh God, that's a hard question. So we haven't been to any of these cities. No. So to, well, we we have, we haven't been to the no. House of Bards, but we have been in Tucson. 
Oh yeah, well I guess Tucson is the only one that counts. The last state of the tour. We've played Tucson, but as far as cities, I think I'm most interested in Denver just because I've never been to Colorado. I'd be really excited to go see yeah. that, but venue-wise, I don't know. Again, we've never been to any of them, so I think it's going to be... We, we've we've kind of tried to look ahead. I'm trying to like look at all the... like Try to find photos and stuff of like all the venues. and uh, Most of all of them have like some pretty uh nice looking stages you know enough for him obviously you know there's there's your your kind of dive bars but even those i mean they they have their own section at least you know they, they have a stage for the band to be on i think i think i'm most excited just to just to meet new people yeah uh, it's a to be out on the road yeah it's, it's i mean and, and uh i mean nothing against uh anybody in the valley but i mean uh, we're slowly starting to get to the point where, like, everybody's kind of really heard us. You know, we've been around for a little bit, but when you get a new fan, it's so cool because when, when we played Ridgecrest, that was kind of the the first time in a while that we went out and played to a new crowd. And we had people, I mean, we had this one girl come up. Oh, what was her name? Man? Raven. Raven, yes, Raven. Uh, she came up, and she was, like, just ecstatic to see it. She was, like, I, she made, like, a lengthy, like, amazing, like, Instagram posts about us tagging us. She was like, Aww. I wasn't even expecting to really see a band like this tonight, and it was it was so cool just to be like, that's the one person right there. The, yep. the, the night was made. That yeah. was the one person. She there. definitely gave us that small town vibe that really appreciate when bands come through. Yeah, right. like they're so undersaturated <laughs> that when when we can come in, we can just like, I don't know. That, uh, no, you're you're doing it right because yeah. like when we went to. Um, like when we did ours we were most successful in smaller towns because mm. um, when we went to like Salem Oregon like that's where I'm from like that show was fantastic it was like not a lot of, not a lot of bigger bands come to Salem if they come they'll go to Portland mm-hmm. and uh, when we in contrast to that when we played LA we were in downtown LA and it was like a Monday and like none of the other bands brought anybody and so it was like a handful of our friends that came out and it's so much more difficult to pull sometimes with with where the location is Mm -hmm. and especially in a place like LA that's just so saturated with so much other music and other things like there's so much competition out there that if it's not promoted properly that it can just be an awful show but when you play just outside of LA or if you play just outside of a major city like Tucson, for example, even like going to Tucson, like it just gives much more of an opportunity for yourselves to be accepted because not a lot of people, not a lot of bands, you know, will make the journey out there, which is unfortunate. But I think I think that's really smart that you guys are doing that. Yeah, I think in Ridgecrest was like perfect example. One hour north of LA. Yeah. It's like if we played in LA, they can see a show every single day. Why would they want to come to yours? I mean, again, you have to promote it really well if you're going to get them to come right. out on a day that they could be going seeing anybody else. Right. And, of course, variables like Monday. But Right. Monday. Monday. Yes. <laughs> the dirty taint of the week. Ugh. Yesterday was Monday. Uh, bad visual there. But, um, all right. Well, I wanted to... Um, wrap this up here in a little bit but I did have I do have a segment that I was trying to do with each podcast and it's called Explain the Gram oh no and I wanted to know 
what was up with the gram where the homie was getting proposed to? What? Do you know what I'm talking about? On, on our Instagram? On your Instagram. Pull up our Instagram. See what he's talking about. You can pull this up right now. Oh, he's got it. Someone's see. being proposed to. When you say that, the first person I think of is Thomas, which, Thomas, if you're watching, hello. Uh, but that wasn't our show. He proposed to his wife a few years ago on stage. Really? Um, at one of your guys' shows? No, no, no. I'm, he's the only person I can think of that's pr- proposed at a show. Okay, here it is. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> You're trolling us. Yeah, this is a... It's an onion ring. <laughs> so describe it to the people that can't, so can't see it. So um, that this, are listening in. What's going on in this, this picture? Is, Where were we? It's a restaurant. That is... I mean, it's, it just says... Hashtag boy band, hashtag bar, hashtag practice. It's a picture of Hanky and David. No, no, no. It's... Oh, yeah, it is. It's Hanky... Giving David a onion ring proposal. He's he's putting an onion ring on his finger, which I do remember Hanky quickly devouring shortly afterwards. Got yes. it. So what you're saying is that it wasn't consummated and it didn't no. last very long. I know. I, Were I, there I, vows said at this at this ceremony? No, because if you can look carefully, Hanky's mouth is full of food, so he could not talk at the moment. Reasonable excuse. And David was just awestruck, you know, with how nice the onion ring was. It was beer battered, not panko. So he went, he he went the extra mile. Golden brown. He said yes, they just haven't planned outside that. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I want to know, before you go, um, tell us what you're super excited about coming up for yourselves and what your rad message is, your last message you want to send out to the people. Just want to rack it down. Okay. Uh, well, all right. For anybody who doesn't know, we are going on tour. Um, you can head over to our Facebook page. We have all the dates, uh, all the information for anybody in those cities. Let your friends know. Um, we are super excited to go out and meet everybody. For anybody here uh, who doesn't know, in, in uh, AZ, we have our kickoff show April 19th over at the Rebel Lounge. We're going to be playing with. Um, Interfate, who will obviously be going on tour with us. We will have no refills playing as well. <laughs> Thank you again, Chris, because that was awesome that you guys were able to jump on with us. Yeah, man, yeah. we're super pumped to play with you guys. Are you kidding me? I know Matt's been like creeping on you guys. I was like, we got to find a sister. We need to play with these guys. They're awesome. Yeah, like, well, he's, so. he's been trying really hard. And Havasu, I wish we could have made that, but that would have been so cool. It's cool yeah. that even though Havasu didn't happen, right afterwards we were able to make it happen. You guys are able to join us. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Also, to not take away, uh, as for me and NFTRO, uh, we'll also be playing on that kickoff show. Yes. So uh, we are super, super excited uh, to play that. Uh, we're going to try to make that, obviously, as well as all the other shows, uh, the best show that we can. We have a lot planned for it. So uh, for anybody who doesn't already have tickets for that, hit one of us up. We have pre-sales at $10. We're also doing a little... Giveaway right now for uh, twenty dollars, you can get a ticket and a sweet, exclusive uh, tour T-shirt. So uh, beautiful! You have yourself a cool knockout tour uh, T-shirt to uh, show everybody that you were there when After the Cobb brought the storm. I've been working on that for a while. <laughs> how do I? How do I follow that up? Well, I well I thank you to everybody for watching and just thank you to uh, everybody who's been supporting us so far. Rag message you want to send out to your people. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for just being with us for almost five years now. Yeah. 
it's crazy to think that we started in a bedroom with a couple of ideas and yeah. now we're doing awesome things like this podcast it, it's 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 i know it's super corny but like we we i know i can speak for all of us when i say like we live for this like we just i don't know playing live shows is one of the funnest things that we can do because we love just being able to play for people and just being able like i said just exude that energy so thank you guys for giving us that chance and that platform to be able to do that thank you very much best feeling in the world thanks for tuning in to the k-red radio podcast your place for anything and everything rad if it's got a cool message and just helps to spread positivity and bring a little bit more light into this uh, this place that we call the world. So thanks for tuning in, and thank you again after the calm. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You have closed mind, I knew it from the start. A bunch of taking casualties with her legs spread apart. You don't deserve to Jump ship while I'm